to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to episode 23 of the Life Lessons podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm at the beach and I'm, I can see the ocean from here. Yeah. We're recording in April and so it's a beautiful day. It's mid-70s. These people are swimming in the ocean. <laughs> you told me that yesterday. Yeah, but it's crazy because the ocean is not warm not the Atlantic I don't feel like the Atlantic ever really gets warm oh it does in the summer down here you know I'm in Surfside Beach today and the the water in you know September August I guess in June it was warm yeah it really August it's warm by then it's warm enough for for me right yeah (laughs) although I will say when we were in Grand Turk it was it was March (laughs) and it was Grand Turk and we were there, and the air was beautiful, but the water was cold, and people were swimming. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And these were people who are from, like, Chicago and Maine and places like that. And that's how their ocean is, like, all summer. Yeah. So when you live in the South, you become, like, you, you know, you want your water to be, like, bathtub water yeah. before you're going to get in it. But these people, I can see people swimming in the ocean right now, and I'm like, all right. Well, and all my local friends and coworkers go to the Gulf Coast because mm-hmm. Alabama, they go down to Orange Beach or whatever, even to Pensacola. So they've been posting pictures that they're on the beach and they're in the ocean, but the Gulf Coast is warmer than the East the Atlantic. Coast, than the yeah. Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. You told me yesterday people were swimming. I'm like, they have lost their mind. Uh, well, I mean, if really, when I spent a summer in, when I was in college, I spent a summer working in the Northeast and part of the summer I was in Boston and we went to Cape Cod and it was just so funny because it was August Cape Cod. And I'm used to coming down south and being here at Myrtle Beach and the, you know, the South Carolina beaches like Edisto. And I was like, I'm going to get in the water because it's a little chilly on this beach. Well, the water was colder than the beach was. It was August. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And so like, well, now that makes sense. If you're used to that really cold water, Mm -hmm. then down here, it probably does feel warm down here right now. I don't know. Jen sent me a video last night of like one of my favorite things in the world. I'm like a kid. I love fireworks. Fireworks. Yes. And she I sent me a video. In, yep. I love the beach. It's like a party mm-hmm. every it night. It is. I walked in the condo and right out through the balcony, the first thing they were doing was fireworks right outside my my window right there. Some people just go out on the beach and do fireworks. And then on, to the right or looking south down the beach, really close on our property, there's a, um, a beach bar and they were down there doing karaoke and you could hear the sound of the karaoke. And it does feel like a constant party. I love Even it. though I'm up there drinking my water, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It, You're it still feels, part of it. I felt like I was part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, one day, a couple oh, weeks, yeah. I'll be there. Yes, that's I true. I hope they're lighting off fireworks. So people don't know this. I got married on 4th of July so that I would always have fireworks on my anniversary. Oh, that's really nice. I <laughs> yeah. think I knew that. You told me that before. 
All right. Well, we always start our show with our good news segment. And today's comes from Stephanie from New Jersey. She shares a story from her local community. She wrote, within the past few years, the city of Ruston, Louisiana, has seen its share of struggles from a devastating tornado in 2019 to Hurricane Laura in 2020 and the most recent winter storm this past February. Through it all, I've enjoyed seeing the city come together and support one another. Local businesses and restaurants have supported the community and community workers that keep our city going. During the 2019 tornado, local businesses sold Rustin Strong t-shirts to raise money to help support people in our community and to provide money to the disaster relief effort. The town came together for tree removal to clean up debris and pass out water in the Louisiana heat. During the recent winter storm and several of our past storms, local restaurants got together to supply meals for community workers, emergency workers, and sometimes for people who didn't have power. It is just such a wonderful thing to see a community come together when times are hard. Yeah, that's great. And I think that we really do see that in any community that's touched by a disaster or a struggle, people really want to help each other. Uh-huh. And, you know, it gives you faith in humanity, you know, and regardless of what you see on the news or what, um, you know, you, you might think that we're all divided and hate each other, but at our core, that's not true. We really want to help each other and, and we're, we're good people. I agree. Yeah. So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. By the way, Sherry, I had a great cable installer yesterday. He was wonderful. He went above and beyond for me. You said he was there for a while. He was there for a long time. But Spectrum is the the cable company. There's like a, a big, big box cable company. But he did, you know, like he mounted a TV on a TV mount. I don't think they're supposed to do that. He but mounted like, yeah. it for you? Yes. That was so nice. Well, we got he got here and we had the wrong kind of TVs. <laughs> we oh. needed a different kind of TV. We had older TVs and we needed newer ones. It wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And then I'm like, can I leave and come back? And he just stayed and worked. And, you know, I could see him saying, no, you cannot. I cannot. I'm going to have to go. But he was patient with me and he was helpful. Oh, that was so nice. I know you messaged me like you're frantically looking for TVs, <laughs> but I didn't realize the cable guy was there. He was there and I left. I was gone for like an hour because I went to one store and they were out of them. Walmart was out of televisions. I needed a small TV, but all the small ones were sold. Oh, my gosh. So I had to like go all the way out of the way. And anyway, but he was amazing. Exceptional customer service from Spectrum. That's good. Yep. So tell us those stories. So give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And I just can't stop raving about Sunbasket. This is a company that has my husband eating vegetables. So I'm not going to stop talking about them. My husband. That's amazing. And he's enjoying the vegetables. Yeah, because they somehow they incorporate them into dishes in a way that like Eric doesn't. He's not like, oh, why are you putting this in front of me? My husband eats like a 12-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) So last week I got, he loves risotto, but I hate to cook risotto. It's so Mm time-consuming. But I got one of their fresh and ready menu items, and it was risotto verde with broccoli, spinach, and peas. And it also had corn in it. And um, he does like peas and corn, but I don't, so I never make them. 
So yeah, it was just loaded up with veggies, risotto, cheese. I diced a chicken breast, I threw it on top and voila, gourmet meal in under 15 minutes. And um, yeah, he didn't grumble about the vegetables at all. He said it was really good. And they have a cauliflower mac and cheese that I love and we're gonna have it for dinner tonight. I'm not even gonna tell him there's cauliflower in it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be some weird like cauliflower instead of pasta but it's really just it's mac and cheese what that has cauliflower thrown in it okay so it's like cheesy cauliflower with macaroni noodles okay yeah yeah and um so he's gonna get that we're gonna do some chicken breasts with it and uh, yeah it's easy it's quick it's good it's fresh i can't i just can't tell you enough about them next week we're having a chef special it's mediterranean chicken over fresh ricotta cavatelli and asparagus So I'm looking forward to that. You can check them out and save $40 by using the link found at lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash sunbasket. Yeah, the fresh and ready meals are are just life-changing. You know, I'm out of town this week and Chad didn't come with me because we've got some work going on at home. But I got three fresh and ready meals and it's it's meals for two. So that's six meals. Right. And I divided them up and, and, you know, they need to be like, here's what you just take this out and heat it up. (laughs) Yeah. I labeled it and I put them in the freezer and said, all right, take them out one at a time, uh-huh. <laughs> eat them up. But it's like so easy. And I know he, cause you know what he'll do if I'm not there, he'll just eat pizza every night. Uh-huh. He orders pizza. Or chicken tenders from the freezer. That he does eat those. You've seen him do it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got some vegetables, some, some yeah. good sun basket. Yeah. Yeah. I've already picked out um, Eric's meals for the one I'm at the beach with you later this month. Oh, good. So yeah, like I don't have to be like, feel bad that I'm getting him gross freezer food that he'll microwave. So it's amazing freezer food that it is. I love it. (laughs) And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. This week, we're going to talk to Steph O'Day. Steph is a wife, mom, author, and overall proponent of balanced living. She has a thriving blog, has written several cookbooks, appeared on the Rachel Ray show, and has gone on to write other books related to living your best life. Around 2015, Steph experienced some personal challenges in her life and had to learn to adapt, overcome, and change. She is here with us today to talk about that, what she learned, and how she has moved forward at a slower pace and why that's beneficial. Welcome, Steph. Thank you for having me. I feel like you're my best friends that I haven't ever like seen in real life, but I know you, like I know you. <laughs> also, you're that. getting me to buy things. I have so much Uh-oh. things in the house and I'm like, oh, well, Jen recommended this. Oh, well, this is what Sherry uses. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going to promise you that anything we recommend, we really, really love. I know. Yeah. You know, the number of things that I turn down that people want me to endorse, I'm like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> but if we like something, we'll reach out to them. Like Shapa. Sherry actually found Shapa first. And she's like, this looks really interesting. I'm like, oh, my God, that's life changing. So I like sent them an email out of the blue. And, <laughs> and at that point, Jen, well, Jen's way more important than me anyway. But at that point, I was I didn't have the podcast. I had nothing behind me. But I reached out to Shapa. And I was like, hey, I'm part of this community. I think this could be life-changing. Would you reach out to me and talk to me about it? I got no email back. <laughs> Jen emails them and they emailed her right back. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> well, anyway, it's, I love my shape of scale. But if we ever endorse something, it is because we like we it. We love it. So yeah. I'm so glad to All have you here time. with us. All yeah. in good well, time. Steph, just give us a little brief backstory on you and then 
the shift that happened for you a few years ago and, and, you know, what that looked like and how you managed that. You bet. So I got my start writing online in 2008. And that's because I made a New Year's resolution to use my crockpot slow cooker every day for a year and write about it online. And it wasn't because I wanted to write a cookbook or I have this deep, like, like undevoted passion for all things crockpot. And I wanted to change the world. Honestly, it was from very selfish reasons. I needed to quit my job in order to take care of the kids. And we live in the San Francisco area. And my husband's like, yeah, (laughs) that's not going to work. You need to make money. So I wanted to start writing and I wanted to start writing online. I saw that mommy blogs, there were real people just like me. um, And they were making money from their writing with ads on the site. But I didn't want to put the pictures of the kids on the internet. I didn't want to write about my marriage, my family. I wanted to be somewhat anonymous actually online. And so I liked the idea of a recipe site because it was very tightly niched for SEO, which is search engine optimization, because you're giving Google essentially what people are Googling for. Um, So I saw that recipe sites were doing really well. So after a bit too much wine, after a Christmas party one year, I'm like, I'm going to start a recipe site, but it's going to be about crockpot recipes because that's how I know how to cook. And it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be wonderful. And so that is how it started. And it started, it. <laughs> it started with absolutely no money down. I refused to even buy the 999 like GoDaddy domain name. The first URL was crockpot365.blogspot because I had to prove to myself and I had to prove to my husband that I could make something from nothing from the kitchen Uh table and, and it worked and it was awesome. And I loved it. And um, I love that too. Steph, Because (laughs) so many times people think they need to put a lot of money down into a business for it to really be a business. But the same, same for me, you know, my first book, Delay Don't Deny was self-published and you can self-publish for zero dollars. If, if you're creative with it, and I, I did, I did it all myself. And, you know, fa- the Facebook groups and the platform there, that was free for so many years when I used that platform, which seems weird to be talking about in the past tense. But, you know, you, you have a dream, you can you can build your platform for zero to very low down. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, because at the peak of the website, I mean, it sounds so obnoxiously ridiculous to say it out loud now, but at the peak, it was making a thousand dollars a day on oh my gosh. ads on, on ad? the site. <gasps> yes. <Okay. laughs> but, but this was wow. again, like back in the old days, this was before the Kardashians. This was before Gwyneth Paltrow had a blog before all of these famous people decided to write ads, uh, not ads, decided to write um, blogs, blogs. And so then all of a sudden, the ads completely dried up because why would Coca-Cola give me as this rando mom blogger money when they could give it to Gwyneth Paltrow or, or Kim Kardashian? So I have always been frugal. I am Scottish. I grew up <laughs> very like, no, 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 we don't do that. So I knew it was not sustainable and, and we saved it. I mean, we're, super savers. And, and my husband and I have always been um, very thrifty. And so all of the money got funneled into retirement accounts and, and college accounts for the kids. So I, I knew even while I was doing it, that it wasn't a long-term 
sustainable thing. Um, right. You saw that's a still shift amazing. coming. I had no idea. Happened. I want to go back to 2008 and start a blog on something. <laughs> I know. Well, it's really interesting. And, and it was one of the, the smartest ideas that um, when I first got started, I called myself the Crockpot Lady. Right. Um, and, and honestly, it was because of Reed Drummond, who's the pioneer woman, is she called herself the pioneer woman and didn't give her names. And so I would go to these different blogging conferences and Re was there and all of these like super famous people were there, but they weren't, they were just normal everyday regular moms at the time. And, and you can have these kind of out of body experiences like, Oh, I should share more. or Oh, I should talk about this or that. And, and not re, but some of the other women who I looked up to at the time, um, they ended up going bankrupt or their marriages crumbled or, or different things happened that I refused to allow to happen. I, I knew I need to go slow. I need to not get my grandma would call it getting too big for your britches. I knew I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to step on other people or, or use people, which meant that very, very slow organic growth, um, which I feel proud of. I feel proud of the relationships that I've made. And now the, the women that I've met and I've started to kind of coach and mentor in more of a life coaching capacity um, versus all things slow cooker all the time, which I still really do love. <laughs> so how did the first cookbook come about? Like I imagine you didn't self-publish that, right? You went through a... Yeah. So what's interesting is I um, in in 2008, so one of the reasons I quit my job and had to do this was because my youngest at the time was getting sick. I was teaching preschool and I had a five-year-old and a two-year-old with me mm-hmm. and the two-year-old kept vomiting sporadically and we couldn't figure it out. And so that is why I quit because I assumed it was daycare germs and she kept getting sick. And so we learned that she had celiac disease, which is a gluten intolerance, right. which everybody knows now, but back in 2006, 2007, it was nowhere near as commonplace or prevalent. So one of the reasons the Crockpot site took off so quickly was not only was it pretty much the first Crockpot recipe site, it also had very, it had gluten-free recipes. So they were kind of whole foods. It wasn't your Campbell's cream of mushroom soup and Lipton, whatever right. that is in that packet, which tastes great, but it has a lot of MSG in it. Um, yeah. So it, they were whole foods. And so that really helped so in February of 2008, I made um, creme brulee for Valentine's Day. And again, going back to us being Scottish, we have never in the 21 years that we've been married eaten out on Valentine's Day because it's ridiculously overpriced and we do not right. do that. So, but I like creme brulee. And so I thought, well, I'll make a fancy dinner at home and I'm going to figure out how to make creme brulee in the crock pot. After reading quite a few recipes and pulling out the red and white checkered Betty Crocker cookbook that probably everybody has. <laughs> I'm like, that's a water bath. I think I can do this. So I found a Pyrex that fit inside the crock pot and put water around the base and realized I can do this. And it was awesome. So I emailed the Rachel Ratio and I wrote in all caps and I broke every etiquette rule that my English teacher would have told me. And I'm like, I am the best. I am awesome. You should have me on your show. I am going to change lives with how easy it is to make crock pot creme brulee. And so 
and then I pressed send and then I never thought about it again. And a few weeks later, the phone rang and I had, I, it was like March and it was a dreary, rainy San Francisco day. So I've got my three-year-old on the kitchen counter and the phone rings and it said unknown caller. So I put on my telemarketer voice. I'm like, yes, hello. And it was this lady and she had this like Mary Poppins sing-songy voice. And she's like, hi, do you have time to talk? It's the Rachel Ray show calling. And wow. I'm like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and, and so and so it all worked out well. I They came, they sent a crew to our house to do some B-roll footage at our house. And, um, and then flew my mom and I out to New York. And I wow. made creme brulee on the show with her. And it was the first time I had my hair professionally done and they gave me fake eyelashes and all of the things. And it was just so <laughs> neat. It was so neat. That's fun. And after that, um, book publishers started emailing. Okay. So they, they saw you on the show and then found your blog and then they, that's really amazing. It, it was super, very, way cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rachel Ray. Thank yes. you, Rachel Ray. Yes. Yeah. No, it was really interesting because I, that was my first live national television appearance. And normally people start on like local news and, and work their way up. And, and I have since worked backwards and, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. So we're in the green room, my mom and I, and I, do you get to meet Rachel Ray? Like, like, how does this work? We had no idea. And the producers are prepping me and doing all this stuff. And then I'm, I'm walked out on this dark stage and they're showing in the background the B-roll footage that they had taken at my house with Rachel's like voiceover. Never been on a TV set before. Didn't know any of these things. And so it's it's dark. And then all of a sudden she walks out super quietly and she whispers, are you okay? Are you ready to do this? And without <laughs> thinking, I said, I'm going to puke. And she goes, <laughs> Oh no, honey, there's no puking. And then the lights go on and it's like, okay, we're doing this. And it was wow. so bizarre. And then was it's it over. Live? It was, it was, it's live to tape. So, okay. okay. So if somebody swears or something, they'll if you had out. thrown up, it was <laughs> I know, I know. But then, so I'm wearing all this makeup and I, and again, my mom and I, we had no idea what was going on. My mom was up in the, um, in the bleachers of the live audience. And then, they kind of shuffle us off stage and they said, okay, your car's waiting. I'm like, wait, what? And we're that all of it. a sudden being pushed into a car and we're going back to JFK and I have all this makeup on. So we go through security and I'm like, I got to get this off my face. So I go <laughs> into JFK to wash my face and there's no paper towels. There's only hand dryers. So I use the tissue paper toilet seat cover things and I'm patting <laughs> my face down and then you get like all these little pieces of tissue and I'm oh. looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like how far have I fallen like in 90 minutes I am on I'm on television and now I'm in this gray nasty bathroom with tissue stuck to my face so that's hilarious so how did you go from there to to where you're at today where I'm at today it's kind of a calmer more more peaceful and and tranquil lifestyle, which I appreciate. So I've got, I've got a 19 year old, a 16 year old and an 11 year old. And, and I've written on and off for these past 12 years about slow cooker recipes and crock pot recipes. And in 2015, the Instant Pot 
came out and um, it went nuts, like insanely nuts. And my book agent and publishers um, started emailing me. My existing readers started emailing me and asking me to change all of my recipes to um, Instant Pot recipes. And so I bought one and I goofed around with it and it wasn't for me. I just didn't like it. I like the crock pot because I can put it on in the morning. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm coherent. I can push a button. I'm not in the kitchen then for the rest of the day. And that serves me and my lifestyle and, and kind of feeds my soul. And so there was the culmination of the instant pot, which is like the, the pressure cooker and that fast thing, plus the internet where you have to constantly feed the beast in order to be relevant and stay at the top of Google and stay in the top of your social media feeds and all that stuff. And I, I began feeling really kind of phony baloney. Like, does the world need another pot roast recipe? Uh, it, I mean, it, it doesn't. I, I've now done this long enough that I re- I know how recipes work. You change one or two ingredients and slap on a new name and it's a new recipe when it's really not, it's really not. But a pot roast is a pot roast is a pot roast. And, um, and I know how to make pot roast. (laughs) And And you don't even need a recipe once you learn how to do it. And and, and, and and that was, and that was the thing. That was the thing. And then also my grandma was, was getting sick and my mom and I were taking care of her. And so the hustle feel of trying to feed the internet, of trying to decide whether or not I wanted to keep writing recipes, which meant that perhaps I need to start writing Instant Pot or pressure cook recipes, which didn't make me feel good. And then also um, taking care of my grandma. I had this kind of like voice of God of just because you can do something fast, it doesn't mean you should or you need to. And I just sort of paused and and I took a step back for a few years and and did just kind of the bare minimum to keep the site alive but I wasn't creating and I I just kind of pivoted that I don't want to constantly make up a new recipe just because that's what the internet demands I I want to write about things that um that feel good and and feel good in my body and that are inspiring to you to me. And then also I'm raising these three girls who I don't want them to feel like they have to do things to make other people happy. Yes. <laughs> That's and, a hard lesson to learn, isn't it? it? It it really is. It is. And and I'm certainly absolutely a people pleaser. I, I want to keep people happy. So it was definitely some, some brain drama of whether or not I want to make people happy by adding pot, uh, pot roast, slow cooker, pressure cooker recipe ingredient uh, instructions to the bottom of all of my recipes, or if I just sort of wanted to write about what I wanted to write about. And I, I found gin, I found intermittent fasting. I realized my body works best when I slow down. I ended up having a, a panic attack in, I guess it was 2016 or so. And I was in full on panic attack driving, (laughs) driving to Golden Gate Park in San Francisco for a track meet for my daughter. And it was like elevator doors shutting. And I, and I knew I was having a a panic attack and my legs were twitching while I'm pressing on the gas pedal. It was as if my body was, was truly telling me to slow down. So we maneuver off the freeway and I am calm 
and I, I asked my, so she's 19 now, so she was 16-ish at the time. I asked her for water. And she says, Mom, I need that water for my race. And I just remember thinking, like, is this what life is? No. <laughs> like, I'm just going and going and going. So so, so there was a lot of that. There was a lot of when that. When you start feeling like you're not living your authentic self. Right. You know, and I I understand the, the drive to create content, you know, and especially once you have agents and editors and they want more and they want the same thing again. They want the same thing again, but also for you, they wanted the next thing too, because it's like, now we're doing a pressure cooker. So you need to reinvent yourself and do this new thing, but you don't want to, you want to keep your slow life, your pace. So you basically, you had a choice. You could comply and make other people happy, or you could step back and say no. And you chose to make yourself happy and do what was best for you. And what felt right. And I think so often people have a hard time making that choice. They feel like that's being selfish or they're not, you know, fulfilling what they're supposed to do or they're going to disappoint people. It really is. It's a lot of like brain chatter. <laughs> and so for me, it was I, I sort of looked at it as a simmering pot and I need to put the lid on and and just chill out and, and take a beat and, and listen to my inner voice. And some people, sometimes, depending on my mood, it's the voice of God. Sometimes it's angels. Sometimes it's grandma bunny. And it, it's, I do think each human has the answers within if you take the time to listen. But a lot of that means stepping away from the noise. I think that that's a good way of putting it and, and not feeling like you have to do what everyone wants you to do all the time. You know, that's been a big, a big, change for me in 2021, listening to what brings me joy and how can I connect with people in a more authentic way. Although someone did tell me, they're like, you should go on TikTok. <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? You should go find the whole new generation on TikTok. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, TikTok. Yeah. And no, people have always I've, told you to get on Twitter and Jen's like, yes, I'm not going to I'm not Twitter. going to Twitter. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I'm just not going to do it. If that's what it takes, then I'll just... <laughs> I yeah. just I want so to I do have a terms. Twitter account. I have a Twitter account. I have one um, too. I have an account. That I, yeah, but I have I don't know my password, and I haven't logged into it in probably five years, and it's just not interesting to me. And it, it's Someone and it's funny. Stole my my Twitter account, my original Twitter account. I was Jen Stevens, and I got it like years ago at a teacher conference. They're like, teachers, you need to be on Twitter. It was like, how do you? And I was like, no, this is not for me. But then I tried to go back to it and someone had taken it over. And because I didn't have the same email address that I set it up with, I could not rescue it. But the thing is, is where does it end? Because there's it Reddit yeah. and there's, you know, then there's Facebook oh, and there's Instagram yeah. and there's well, and TikTok Clubhouse, and there's Twitter. There's, and so I Clubhouse did a now. Clubhouse, I know. So I got an invite uh -uh. for Clubhouse. And so I opened the invite and I'm like, well, I'll just save my name. So I saved my name and then... I just couldn't figure it out. I mean, I really, and I thought, well, I could Google it. And I thought, well, if it's, everyone says it's intuitive, but if it's not intuitive for me, it must not be for my <laughs> age group. And so I, I'm just not, I just don't want to learn another thing. I just don't. Yep. So what was your next step? So the, the pandemic was fascinating because I wrote online that 2020 was going to be the year of slowing down. And um, so I have this like vision board that I created and it was slow so down. So now we know it's your fault. I know. You're Isn't the that one funny? <laughs> I totally, I manifested the pandemic. Uh-oh. So it was... <laughs> 
was fascinating to me. And so when my oldest went to college, I decided I'm going to get, quote unquote, a real job, mostly because then I wouldn't feel that pressure to continuously perform online. And I could use like the real job as um, a safety net for for finances. Uh-huh. And my husband's an engineer. He likes spreadsheets. He We call him spreadsheet man. So anyway, the money that you can count on from a, a very safe bureaucratic job is um, lovely for him. And so then I can just goof around online and it just turns into fun again versus um, work. having to do things in work. So, but the schools shut down, everything shut down. So I had this time again to be creative and to write. And so I decided I have all these ideas that I keep pitching publishers that they say no to because they want you to stay in your lane. They do. Yeah. 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 But then you, you, <laughs> sorry, I, I interrupted your train. I'm no, 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 it's true. They want well, me it's to interesting. Keep writing intermittent fasting books. And I'm like, I don't have another intermittent fasting book. I wrote the one that we're going to go with that one. I want to write something else. Right. How, how many times can you say the same information differently? I'm not doing that. So, so you didn't want to, what, what were you, what were you pitching? Uh, so I wanted to write How to Live Slowly. I wanted, I had a completely finished book called Clean Less, Play More, which I wanted to get out. I wanted to write The Mommy Blogger Next Door, which was essentially just getting out of my brain all of the different things that I did because readers had asked me. And then right. I wrote my own spin on an intermittent fasting book, um, 246 Eat. But I, I wanted just to get it out of my brain. And I've, and, and so those were all self published. And what's fascinating is the self publishing is such a faster and more satisfying oh, it's, avenue yes. than working with, with publishing houses because I would get the red lines back from the editing houses. And one of the reasons that my readers have liked my recipes is I always give a verdict at the end of what my family thought and how I changed this and that to accommodate the picky eater in the house or to accommodate the vegan aunt and and things like that. So I had my own spin, but the editors would always redline it and try and keep it like universal for the masses. And they wanted to make it more impersonal. Right. And, and that's not who I am. Like I am for reals me. (laughs) And, and I, um, I have good days and I have bad days and I have good moods and I have bad days. <laughs> and, and I like that. And I like myself and, I, and I'm trying to model appropriate behavior to my own kids and, and show them that we're not even keeled Stepford robots. We're, we're really not. And so that's sort of what I like about the internet is it's not carefully edited and curated. You can just, spit it out. And so that is why I, I liked the, the self-publishing is that those four books that I had written, I had my, yeah, I didn't even know about one of them that you just said the clean less play more. I mean, that was like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, I need that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had my three daughters edit them. I'm like, you know what? We're on summer break. You need to keep your brain greasy. Let's edit some books here. And it was great because their insights um, were helpful and useful. And and so I used that. And it was just so much nicer than 
sort of being put in what publishers think is the best path for marketing. I am not a very good marketer at all. Well, I love that you refuse to put in a box. Yes. I don't know. I think you're a pretty good marketer stuff because the Rachel Ray <laughs> show was like, come on. <laughs> I don't know if it would work now. So that was Maybe another not. thing that was really interesting is I had, I had some people tell me that I should write like how to create an online business, like book or series of books or things like that. But the thing with the internet is it changes so rapidly by the time it gets published, something else or new or shiny has come along. It's true. And, like and it's, Clubhouse that just popped in. Exactly. Same thing. And, and it's already irrelevant. Yeah. And I would never want to set somebody else up for failure. That concerns me. Like, I don't want to give advice that's not universal. You use a, an acronym for PACE. Well, you've taken slow yeah. PACE, but you've made an acronym out of it. To what? Tell us about that. Yeah, so I wrote about that in the How to Live Slowly book, and it's and it's an acronym, and it's Peaceful Acceptance of Changing Events. And again, what's so funny is I started writing that before the pandemic, and then the pandemic oh, wow. hit, and that's exactly what we needed to do, is you can only be in charge and take control of so much, and other things happen. And, and it's really interesting because I follow a lot of like personal development and self-help authors when they talk about like everything happens for a reason and blah, blah, blah. And I like the idea of it. And I think you can find a lesson and a nugget of wisdom in most things. But to say that everything happens for a reason when you've got a parent whose child dies or a horrible, horrible tragedy, it's so flippant to just say that without being empathetic and really paying attention to it. And so I didn't want to ever come across that way of being sort of holier than thou, because I am not holier than thou. My yoga pants have holes in them, just like everybody else's. Right. But I do think that if your pace is to go slow, so that peaceful acceptance of changing events, that something bad is happening right now and I don't like it and I can try my hardest to tweak my mindset and try and figure out what the lesson is here and move forward. And sometimes the lesson is this is a really sucky bad day and I'm going to go back to bed and I'm going to wake up in a better mood and that's okay. It, it's okay. It struck a chord with me at the time because at the time that I read that, Jen was making the decision, like we had opened up the new DDD social network and she was getting a lot of pushback from people. And I'm just going to be honest, there was a lot of horrible behavior as a result of it. And really awful words were typed to her. Mm -hmm. And that's true. Just vicious words t said about her. Honestly, that's why I love Facebook. There's 50 reasons why I left Facebook, but the negative pushback, the how dare you because you're supposed to give me free advice for the rest of my life, that hurt me. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, was, <laughs> I was witnessing that and I thought, you know, what that is, is a failure for people to be able to adapt and change and accept that change is happening. And it's not happening to them. It's just happening. 
And it's kind of one of those things that until you can get your brain right and you can accept like this is happening whether I get on board or not, then it just feels bad. But it doesn't have to feel bad. You know, you can really look at it from a different point of view and accept this is happening and figure out how you want to roll with it and, and what do, what is that going to look like for you and how are you going to be how are you going to behave because of what's happening? Yeah, it really, it, it was a clarifying moment for me because I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I said, I was like, you know, am I going to keep the Facebook going and do this as well? I hadn't made any decisions about that. I was really worried about Facebook, you know, taking down the groups at some point because they, you know, things, things are happening. Like they took all the essential oil, or not all, but they, they took down a bunch of essential oil groups. But when I, when I got the response that was negative and really it was a small number of people, Sherry, it was a very small number of people, but it, it really affected my soul in a deep way, I guess. And you get what I'm saying there, Steph. I can get a hundred good emails, but the one bad one is the one that I think about at 3 a.m. Exactly. And, um, yeah, it's true. It, it's it true. is. So if 10 people say awful things. 10 out of 500,000 say terrible things about me. I'm like, what? Why, why am I doing this? And, and the funny thing is, is like, if I was coaching you, I would, I, I can dish out the advice and I can oh, dish yeah. out the wisdom. But the fact is it, it, it hurts so deep down and, and you can take a few like steps back and say, wow, that person must really be having a hard day or what is going on in that person's life that she needs to lash out that way? It has way more to do with her than me. Like, and, and I can advise you that. And you would give me the same advice because intellectually we know that, but deep down our feelings are hurt. It, it's yeah, like you end I'm up a being a real person. Yeah. You're a real person. And I'm just like, I just want to go into my room and, and get cry. a good fiction book and read it. Yeah. And Forget about all that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and shut it out, you know. And really what we've learned, too, is that a lot of the people who did react so dramatically, uh, for lack of a better word, at that time, once they did have time to process it and really think about it and then, you know, reads Jen's words about why she finally made the decision to leave Facebook and they were able to sit with that with, for a little bit. There have been, you know, some apologies forthcoming and, and people who said they weren't going to, you know, continue to follow Jen have continued to follow Jen. But it's that whole thing where change is happening all around us. The world is changing. 2020 changed the world for all of us, you know, for kids even. There were schools and everything. But that the ability to just adapt and, and to, like you said, just accept the change and stuff. That is something that people really struggle with and need help with, I think. And just finding your authentic self. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, it sounds so silly because that's what I write about, but um, slow down. Just, just take, take a breath here. Let's think this through. Don't knee jerk react and, and spread the vitriol. Just chill out. (laughs) <laughs> chill out. Are you going to be embarrassed by this in a few hours? Are you writing this because you just had wine really fast on an empty stomach because you're 22 hours fasted? Like, like, let's think, <laughs> let's think it through here. And and we're all that way. And I think also when 
when people are in the public eye, as minute a public eye as perhaps being on the internet is, because I know the same way you know, you're exactly the same person no matter what, but people feel a little entitled and they feel like because they bought your book or they supported you that somehow now they own you, which is a little weird. Like, really? Really? You gave me $14 and now you think I need to? <laughs> they didn't give you $14. Steph, no, and they didn't give me $14. They gave our publisher $14. And that publisher gave us a tiny little tiny fraction little of that $14. That's what's even funny. It's like, you gave me 75 cents. <laughs> You yes. did not give me fourteen dollars. That's the part people really don't understand. No, so it's so it's it's funny because because Grandma would always keep me humble, and she's like, "Kids, when the New York Times bestseller thing comes, out, I mean, that's a big deal. Like that is something that follows you around forever, and it's pretty gosh darn cool to put on your LinkedIn or whatever you're supposed oh, yeah. to do with it." Um, but Grandma would be like, "Well, now that and a dollar gets you a cup of coffee, and it is true." <laughs> Yeah. It really oh, doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah, my son said, you know, that's not really a big deal. There are a lot of people on that list. I'm like, thanks, Cal. Thank you a lot. Thanks. <laughs> so I if you could give listeners your favorite book that you wrote, which which one would it be? Oh, my goodness gracious. I think right now I'm pretty happy with the How to Live Slowly um, to the point now where we're in the process of this like kind of rebranding. And every time I use the word rebranding, I envision a cow on a ranch and like a farmer chasing him around. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think we might actually start giving that for free as a, as a lead magnet. But okay, I think the, the idea of, of just going slow and calming down, paying attention, listening to your body. I think intermittent fasting really helped me to be more intuitive and listen to my body and, and think like, is it thirsty right now? Or, huh, I just got cut off in traffic. And while Reese's peanut butter cups really sounds like a good idea, maybe I could get that same sort of high you would get from Reese's peanut butter cups by quickly doing five or six push-ups. Um, so things like that. Um, okay. Well, we will put links to your books and your website in our show notes. So if you guys want to connect with Steph, we will, we'll give you links to do that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I think you're wonderful. I really do both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast, and that's Life Pro Fitness. You've heard Jen and I talk about Life Pro before in regards to their great vibration plates, and we even interviewed their founder, Joel, on episode seven of the Life Lessons podcast in our whole body vibration plate therapy episode. But did you know they also have targeted therapy devices? They have handheld massage guns, which are great for giving your partner or even yourself a massage. They have several foot massage machines with targeted acupressure massage points, vibration, and one that is even heated for those of you with sore, tired feet and legs. But my new favorite item is the Oculax Smart Eye Massager. It has both vibration and massage and a heat function. It is great for relieving eye strain and dry eyes. It's also for people who suffer from tension, migraine, or sinus headaches. It has a great temple massage feature, and it's great for increasing circulation around your eyes to help with puffy eyes and dark circles. 
that is the reason I got it and I used it this morning. I woke up very puffy from allergies this morning and um, my eyes felt so much better after I used it. it. Also, I'm not very good at sitting still. I'm, I'm on the go. I cannot make myself sit down and sit still. It makes me sit down, chill out and relax for even 10 minutes. It has Bluetooth speakers so I can stream guided meditation or music through it while I'm using it. There are four different programs and one is designed for relaxation before sleep. And I really do think it helps me unwind and get my mind prepared for sleep. And I feel like I'm slipping into sleep much more easily after I use it. If you want a special deal for our listeners, visit lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash life pro and use the code life lessons, one word at checkout. I actually got a new vibration plate recently. I got a Rumblex. Yeah. Joel sent it to me. He's That's like, so nice. Try this Rumblex because, you know, you've got a Rumblex. Uh-huh. It really is different than the Turbo. It really is different than the Turbo. Yeah. It really it's like is. so different. I really like it. So I'm actually using both. Sometimes I get on the Turbo. It gives you a whole different experience. I didn't know how it could possibly be different. Yeah. It is but very program, different. the program, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Chad likes it better. He's now just using the Rumblex only. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. No, I He's like it. He's got a back thing that's going on and... It, he did something to it working. Well, you know, the Rumblex has this whole different motion to it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it's better for is core strength. And I oh, wonder yeah, that, that if might it's be helping him, like, maybe build some strength in his yeah, back muscles. Yeah, he said it's really he, – he binds these workbooks for his chemistry uh-huh. lab, whatever. And he has this repetitive motion where he has to push down and, like, punch holes through, like, uh-huh. 100 sheets of paper at a time. And he has to bind that he. I mean, I told him to just let Staples bind them, but that he's not. That's not how he rolls. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, I will do them myself. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but he's getting some relief. He is good. He is. It's helping. Good. All right. So next, we have a segment that we call our listener-led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener-led lesson comes from Liz in New Jersey. She says. One of the best books I've ever read is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Glennon's story is personal and is her struggle with being true to herself. I first bought this book on Kindle, but ordered a hard copy after as I needed to highlight so much in this book. One of the best takeaway lessons besides reciting We Can Do Hard Things, as Glennon reminds us, is just do the next right thing. As my two sisters and I have struggled with personal issues in our lives, such as divorce and helping our special needs children, we often quote this book to each other and have had signs made for each other that say we can do hard things. This book was truly life-changing for my sisters and me. I love you know, that. I, ha- I haven't read it yet. I haven't I love either. Glennon Doyle. I read you know early in the days when she was just a blogger. Uh-huh. Probably about 2008, like Stephanie said, that's how Glennon came on the scene. She was a mommy blogger, and she wrote some amazing blogs, and they were funny and real. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I followed need, I her, before, her she, before she released this book, and then I've yeah, never read the book. It was a long time but ago. Yeah, I do have some Audible credits. I'll have to see. Maybe I'll have to download it and listen to it. At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. Today's quote comes from Renee in Illinois. Her most meaningful quote was said by Oscar Wilde. It's to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people just exist. That is all. She explains, this quote is especially meaningful to me because it perfectly explains how I felt after finding IF, intermittent fasting. It really is the difference between living and just existing. Before, I would just try to make it to the next day. 
Now I can't wait for each day to begin, and I enjoy all the wonderful things I do each day. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I want to live like that one. and not mm-hmm. just exist. Yeah. I and Stephanie kind of touched on that earlier. I think so, too. Is like she doing intermittent fasting helped kind of clear the noise and helped her dial in and really, you know, appreciate what's important in life. Well, it really does show you what's important. What is meaningful in my day? What is helping me make the world a better place? And and what is just not? Right. <laughs> exactly. So everybody, thank you for listening today. We're glad that you you were here with us. You check out Stephanie's work and slow down yourself. I think it's it's a good good message for all of us. Make sure to join our Facebook community. I am not on Facebook anymore, but Sherry is, and the community is also amazing. You know, that was the one thing that was going to keep me on Facebook. Well, that's not true. There's so many wonderful things about Facebook, but go to Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry and join the Facebook community. It really is a wonderful community of people. It really is. Yeah, it is. The Delay Don't Deny communities were good, too. That's why I, I don't want to say that they weren't, because they were also amazing. I enjoyed all the time that I, I had there. This is just different, though. It's, Life Lessons is, is just people helping people and learning from each other. It really is. Yeah. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And we would love for you to leave a review. That helps us reach others. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? And listeners, really, we do need your submissions more than you know. So if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, but they probably don't want mine. Yes, we do. Please send it. Please send them to us. <laughs> I had to make a 911 post last night in the Facebook community and said, community members, I need a good news story. And they came through them. for me. So just anytime you're thinking of one, just send it to us. We would like to have a bank of them that we can pull from. Yes. So connect at lifelessonscommunity.com is how to get them to us. And listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.